Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Monday, May 10th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. everyone. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bulger. And I'm Brett Goodman. We come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Today we're going to talk a little bit about a passage from Galatians. But before that, let's begin in prayer. Let us pray. Lord God, you know our hearts. You know the joys that are in them. You know the griefs that are in them. May we bring those to you and grow in our relationship with you and all the truth and grace and love you have to bring into this world. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Friends, our passage today comes from the book of Galatians, which is actually a letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Galatia. We'll be looking at the first chapter, verses 13 through 17, and then we'll move to the second chapter, verses 11 through 21. Paul writes, You have heard, no doubt, of my earlier life in Judaism. I was violently persecuting the church of God and was trying to destroy it. I advanced in Judaism beyond many among my people of the same age, for I was far more zealous for the traditions of my ancestors. But when God, who had set me apart before I was born and called me through his grace, was pleased to reveal his son to me so that I might proclaim him among the Gentiles, I did not confer with any human being, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were already apostles before me, but I went away at once into Arabia, and afterwards I returned to Damascus. But when Cephas came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face, because he stood self-condemned, for until certain people came from James, he used to eat with the Gentiles. But after they came, he drew back and kept himself separate for fear of the circumcision faction. And the other Jews joined him in this hypocrisy, so that even Barnabas was led astray by their hypocrisy. But when I saw that they were not acting consistently with the truth of the gospel, I said to Cephas before them all, If you, though a Jew, live like a Gentile and not like a Jew, how can you compel the Gentiles to live like Jews? We ourselves are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners. Yet we know that a person is justified, not by the works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. And we have come to believe in Christ Jesus so that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by doing the works of the law, because no one will be justified by the works of the law. But if in our effort to be justified in Christ, we ourselves have found been found to be sinners, Is Christ then a servant of sin? Certainly not. But if I build up again the very things that I once tore down, then I demonstrate that I am a transgressor. For through the law, I died to the law so that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not nullify the grace of God, for if justification comes through the law, then Christ died for nothing. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. 
So Tara, Paul seems to be pretty fired up in this passage. What is the issue? What's the problem that he is writing against? So one scholar I was reading this week referred to this um, at the book of Galatians as one side of an angry phone call. <laughs> and so um, what has happened, if you remember, um, we discussed it um, in the book of Acts, that there was a time where some of the faithful Jews who believed in Christ thought that all the Gentiles coming in should be circumcised and they should keep the law of Moses knowing that nobody kept the law of Moses perfectly. It just couldn't be done. So now what we have is that that same group, even though the Gentiles are in, even though they're not circumcising them, they're angry that the faithful Jewish Christians are eating with the Gentiles, that they're sharing table fellowship. It, it's upsetting to them. And it's upsetting because um, it is so different for them, but also... It's actually a threat to the community because if if they can't be defined in these different ways, it, they wonder who they will be defined as and what yeah. it will be like. So he's just he's angry at mm -hmm. Peter um, because when Peter found out that people were getting angry at them, he just quit eating with the Gentiles. And I think um, Paul clearly makes the point, right? Like, what does that say to the Gentiles, right? If you won't even eat with them, are we mm -hmm. really brothers and sisters? And so to be hung up on the idea that it is law or a certain kind of table fellowship that is important um, really does not get at the point here. What do you hear when you read this passage? Yeah, so reading it and hearing you talking, it sounds to me like there is this, you know, uh, there's this this dichotomy of, of what is gospel, what is leadership, and, and what is community, and how do all those things work together? Um, I think it is important to... to you know, as sometimes we can put on our like 21st century American goggles and read this and be like, those Judaizers, like they're yeah. they're so dumb, <laughs> like they, they don't get it. Um, uh, and we identify with Paul and, and elevate ourselves to such a high level. Uh, but as you said, this is literally uh, breaking down the idea of of who they have held on to be while under occupation of the Babylonians, of the Assyrians, of the Romans, of the Greeks. It is it, it's the Persian. Jewish nationalism. It, it's, 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 it's Jewish nationalism. Um, it's, it's, how they've, it's how they've held on to their faith in a lot of ways. And so to take away this one part, um, you know, it's a, it, we can think of it as kind of a house of cards. Like if, if you take away this part, what else are we losing? Um, and that is very very scary um and that creates some anger uh but because things are scary because they upset us uh does not detract from what we're called to as a gospel um and man i gotta be honest i i, I probably am, am more like peter than paul in this situation when a lot of people it's are yelling at pastor. me because i'm a pastor when a lot of people are yelling at me i'm like all right i'll just stop well and i don't think peter i don't necessarily think that peter is being weak either i think mm. peter's idea is look we're all the church we need peace and unity yeah. and if me not eating with the gentiles leads to that mm -hmm. then fine mm -hmm. but paul is saying you're right in a way we mm -hmm. do need to be one community mm -hmm. but that means we let go of table fellowship and we all eat together mm -hmm. and that here's the crazy part our identity as Christians is more important than any nationalism. Mm -hmm. 
our identity as Christians is more important than being a child of Abraham. Mm -hmm. Our identity as Christians, I think Paul would say, is more important than being an American. If you can believe it. (laughs) I say that tongue in cheek. But this is something we still struggle with, Mm -hmm. I think, in a lot of ways. We see it a little backward in that we try to make our Christianity look a little more American Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that we can feel comfortable as Americans, right? So we tend to overlook things like, you know, overconsumption um, of goods. Mm -hmm. We tend to overlook like gluttony, you know, those are things that are very American in our culture. Mm -hmm. And we just overlook those so Mm -hmm. that we can still be Christians together. We we overlook materialism and, 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 and yeah, as you said, consumption and our, and our idol of, of having things, man, when I need to feel good, do I feel good when I just go buy something yeah. and, and, and that we can look by or look, look past. But man, if someone slips up on a moral piety thing that I think is wrong, yeah, God help them, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but yeah. this, but this, this draw, this calls us to something uh, far higher, uh, that, that the good of the community of, of the church, uh, that the invitation that you talked about last week, uh, is, is of a higher calling, um, than us ultimately feeling comfortable. And I think this really shows us, I like to tease a lot about how much we eat in the church as Presbyterians, but it is very hard to hate someone that you've passed the potatoes to. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Table fellowship, Um, is usually about having a great meal together. You figure out what you have in common. It's this lovely experience. And that's why, you know, even for our elders in the church before COVID, (laughs) I wanted there to be times where our session ate together so that when the hard times came, that was someone that we had shared a meal with. And I think Paul really points that out beautifully along with the idea that, you know, none of us do this stuff perfectly. And we've been giving a, a gift we don't deserve, and everything else comes after that. I look forward to your book, Past the Potatoes Theology. Yes, you got it. Well, we will end with a true theologian, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who wrote, By judging others, we blind ourselves to our own evil and to the grace which others are just as entitled to as we are. Hmm. Thank you all for being with us. We'll be back here on Wednesday. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen.